right, all right. We are back at it. Another week, another part of the journey, another uh, part of life where we are saying we are pursuing purpose. Back with Brandy, with our, one of our sisters, Shantae. Brandy, what are we talking about this week as we pursuing purpose? Today, we are talking about pitfalls in connection with purpose. All right. Yes, the pitfalls of purpose. And Shantae is already afraid. She's like, I don't want to talk about this. This is scary. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is bothering me already. I'm already feeling uncomfortable. Brandy, when you, thought of, when you think about the pitfalls of purpose, what do you think about let me tell you, I get excited when I hear pitfalls of purpose because too many times people want to pursue a certain thing and they just plan for success. I'm going to grab that thing. I'm going to attain that thing. And they want to celebrate the accolade that comes along with it or whatever. But guess what? We don't think about there's going to be some obstacles. <laughs> Nothing in life just automatically falls in place. That's what I, you know. Yes, yes. So we have to be pre prepared to know that there's going to be some sort of obstacle course. And the obstacles are not to minimize us or to invalidate our pursuit or anything. But I would choose to see the obstacles as opportunities for you to, guess what, check your commitment level. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you think about Shantae when pitfalls to purpose. When you think about pitfalls, you're like, man, listen, I've made some mistakes. I don't know where I'm going. I wandered off a little bit. I backslid a little bit and I did it on purpose. <laughs> what do you think about when you think about pitfalls? You know, when when you said that, I thought about um, thinking you got it all mapped out the way you want it and something happens and and it's and it's not, it may not be on purpose for you to fall in that pit, but you don't purposely fall there. But it's a purpose behind you falling in. Mm. Come on. And once you fall in it, it's like okay, God has put me here. Like there's God has a purpose and a plan for your life. So if He let you fall, it's for a reason for you to. And He's He's basically redirecting or re and changing your your journey. Yes. So when they say the saying you hear, if you got a plan for yourself, tell God about it or whatever it is, it's like laugh, he'll laugh or whatever. And you think you got the plan and you think you got it all out and set in stone. And then there's your journey. You fall in that pit, but it's, it's for a purpose. Yes, and the Bible says the many are the plans of a man's heart, but only the plans of the Lord prevail. And so when you talk yeah. about that pitfall, you say, God, here's my plans, and he laughing at you. Oh, you think you're going to be that? <laughs> you yeah. Think, you think you're going to do that? And I, But see, here's the thing with, with the pitfall. It's a pitfall, but it also propels you further into purpose. Mm -hmm. Learn more. Like, think about Joseph and Potiphar's wife and people trying to question his character. Joseph was in the palace and he was serving these people and they try to use it as a pitfall. But because mm -hmm. of the God that I serve, he says, I'm gonna use this for purpose, baby. I got you, baby. You know what, that divorce, I got you, baby. I'm using this for purpose, baby. And yeah, man. Them pitfalls are painful, Brandy. Them pitfalls are painful. Yes, yes. And when you were talking about mm -hmm. when you were talking about Joseph and acknowledging um what people perceived as a pitfall, because yes, he was in a physical pit, but guess what? There was some character building going on. Mm -hmm. Nothing about Joseph 
vision of what the Lord told him changed. It was challenged. It was tried, you know, in the fire of the pit. But guess what? He knew what God told him, but it wasn't lining up. His circumstance wasn't lining up, you know. So we get caught up sometimes in when what we see is not lining up with the vision that we know we have gotten from God, if I could say it that way. So um, it would be very, it's very vital for us, like you identified earlier, T. Regardless if it's a divorce, if I'm entering into widowhood, if I am having a complete career change, if I am coming out of a nervous breakdown, if a person is um, dealing with a health ailment, no matter what that particular pitfall is, I truly am a believer that it is a God design, depending on how your perspective and how Amen. you interpret it. It is a God design to propel you forward. It is not meant to keep you bound and stuck. But again, it's all how you interpret that thing, how you see it. All and right? you're talking about perspectives. You, you're talking about perspectives in these pitfalls, Brandy. I know uh, Shantae and I, we both repositioned ourselves from our hometown. We mm -hmm. left our hometown. Shantae left St. Louis. I left Louisiana, our comfortable zone to go in yeah and a lot of people could have perceived that as a pitfall shantae but again i was 19 i didn't know what the heck i was doing i was naive and i felt like that naivety led to purpose for me and i didn't even know anything but shantae how did you feel being a little older than 19 when you left did you feel like that was a pitfall or the or the pain you know because sometimes you get lonely when you're away from family sometimes you get you feel like dang i made a mistake this is a pitfall. I, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like at one point I felt like I was like, what did I do? Because when I left, I was older, but I had three kids. And I took them away from everything that they knew. I left a job that I was on for 15 years since I was 19 years old. I left. And when I got here and I started saying like, wait, rent. My mortgage was seven hundred. Now I'm paying six, eight, sixteen hundred dollars. Like, whoa! What did I do? What was I thinking? <laughs> and you know, and so it was like, you when you face with challenges, you don't have your family, you don't have the people. So yeah, I felt I did. I literally was like, okay, I don't want to tell anybody, but I think my plan was not the best. <laughs> Even though I love it here, it was just I didn't think I made the right decision at some point but i know that god literally placed me here like and it, and like you said brandy it may not be easy it's gonna hurt it's gonna you know you have those issues where you you feel like you might doubt it you might you might doubt yes, the plan that's you know, but you just have to really just know that hey god did it but yes I, to answer your question yes not more than once like i mean and i thought because they were teenagers it would be a little easier but this was a, a time in their life, they like, um, you took us away from everybody we know, you know, the school system and adjustments, you know, and Come so on. they're all adjusting like me. So I'm like, not particularly for me, but it was for them too. <laughs> this is so good, Shantae. I have to jump in. Baby, everything you shared, I hear two words. Like when you talked about adjusting, when we make a decision, it's going to affect those connected with us. Come on, say so that again. So something happens, okay, it's not just happening to you. When I went through my physical transition, having my limbs amputated, et cetera, 
this happened to me physically in my body, but my entire family was affected by it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we put in those situations, mm -hmm. the other thing that came to me is how you talked about your mortgage and, you know, having to transition. Dylan, you may have to have had to deal with your kids being mad at you are challenging your authority and making these decisions. So then mm -hmm. guess what we're the thing that we have to do then is learn to problem solve. Yeah. We have to learn how to be a critical thinker because your intentions or your motives was not to cause pain or hurt to you, your children. You wanted ad advancement. There was some type of idea, perspective, or goal for advancement. All right. Mm -hmm. So that doubt that creeps in is because guess what? It ain't all falling into place. Yeah. That don't mean that guess what? You necessarily made the wrong choice. The adjusting has to take place. Yeah. You are just like ground, fallow ground being broken yeah. up, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I encourage our listeners you know, though the doubt and self-doubt may arise when you're making those life choices, it doesn't necessarily mean turn back. Like any a developer, when they, a de oh God, when a developer goes into a city to begin to develop that land, the yeah. ground got to be broken up, baby. Yeah. So that means it's going to be uncomfortable for a minute. It's going to even look like, man, I don't know about all this, even when you remodel a house, but you stay focused on the main goal. You stay focused on the bigger picture and know that there are some um, navigations or there's some renovation processes that's not going to look good. It's not going to feel good, but it's part of the process. <laughs> so, oh, let me add this little nugget real quick. It's important for us to do our mind renewal. All right. So it doesn't mean I'm a big believer that when you, okay, for me as a social worker, we have to do continuing education credits or courses to keep our license up to date. So for us in life, I'm going to relate that to everyday life. We have to do continuing education, research, living. We have to evolve mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever to adapt as Shantae talked about, to our situations, all right? It doesn't mean your standard of practice changes or your goal changes or your pursuit changes, but you're gonna have to get some tools in your tool belt that you can work with in that situation because there's not a one-size-fits-all model that's gonna yield you your desired outcome. People mm -hmm. change, environments change, yeah. so I'm done. That's good. <laughs> so good. You know, you were talking about adapting and pivoting and, and changing. And as you were saying those things, Brandy and Shantae, and when you moved from uh, St. Louis, I was thinking about the isolation and incubation period. Mm. Think about when you are in a pit. When Joseph was in that pit, he wasn't in there with his mom, his dad, his sisters, and his brothers. Joseph was in the pit himself. He was in the pit. Mm. And I was thinking about one of my coworkers yesterday, him and I was talking about COVID. And he said, Leticia, I got COVID. And he said, he's recovered and he's been back to work for two weeks. And he said, but you know what? When they sent me to the COVID board to take care of COVID patients, I, I did it differently. Because what they do is they isolate the COVID patients and you only go see a COVID patient three times a day. 
And he said, Letitia, I know what it felt like to be isolation, isolated. I know what it felt like to put people just to call you and not come in there and talk to you like you were a human being. I know what it felt like for people to look down upon you. So that isolation made him practice nursing differently because he knew what it was like being alone in that pit. And so I think that when you are on the pitfall to purpose, you talked about it, Brandy, having that perspective and yes. being around those people, being connected to those people who can help you gain that perspective. You know, Shantae, you like how long you been going from St. Louis? Almost four years now. Four years. I've been going from Louisiana twenty years. Okay. Maybe that's why we connect. It's perspective. It's perspective. Yep. You know what, girl? How did you? I, I don't know how I made it. I don't know. Yes, I didn't yes. have to do anything, but I know one thing. I made it through prayer and through a focus. I told myself, I have to, if I can make it five years, I'm gonna be okay years I'm going to be okay I develop a perspective within that and then sometimes that isolation doesn't feel good you know and I, I think about when you were saying that um, just thinking about when with me I feel like being isolated I tried to initially build my own core team of people around me and when you think about Joseph and the people that you know, came to him while, you know, he was in prison or whatever. Like, those are times where you have to assess who who's around you when you think people are for you, when you realize they're, they're really against you, they didn't come look out for you, you know? And I had that moment, that aha moment, where I realized, wait a minute, God, the people, because I had a cousin, I had an uncle here, I had a, um, a cousin who eventually moved here. I had an aunt who eventually moved here, but I thought those were going to be my mm-hmm. my rescuers. The people mm-hmm. say, hey, I got family. I even got a cousin who just moved here. And I'm saying, hey, I got those people. But I that's not who God wanted me separated. That's good. Like literally, and it hurt. It literally hurt me because God knew it had to be something. It wasn't even really detrimental, but it was enough to break us to say, I, I need her isolated in a box and it wasn't and it wasn't particularly being mad or angry at somebody God knew he had to line me up with the right people because guess what it was time for me as some one of y'all said propel forward it was time for me to go forward and yeah. I know if I'm connected to my bloodline that's the I, I was gonna stay in that same area you know that that same mindset you know and now God connected me with somebody like T and Brandy you know, say, hey, look, this is this is what God is doing. So that's what I thought about when you said that. Like, yeah, God, and literally, I tried to make this my own. And God was like, no. And who would have known? T would have, me and T started out with basketball. Like, I thought going to sit. You know, I'm trying to get my daughter to play basketball. That's all it was. She was a coach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love how you sharing how the connection came about because that we may think a certain thing is happening or unfolding in our life for a certain reason or purpose when guess what? God say, you don't have no idea what I'm uncovering. You have no idea. I'm working even when you can't see I'm working. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. So that's good. I love how you talked about how the other thing is how um, we tell ourselves what people can aid us and support us or whatever 
but then that's not the people that supply what we need in that particular season. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about being on my bed of affliction in the hospital and ICU for a hot minute, going through all kinds of surgeries. I was isolated. It ain't feel good. I battled with severe depression. I didn't want to be here. I was like, there came a time when I wanted to be medicated, all right? It was like, I'm cool. Somebody gonna help my husband take care of the kids, et cetera, et cetera. But it was also occurring, not just for me, I believe that isolation was enabling my family and loved ones to be able to navigate this critical, tragic situation too. You know, so sometimes isolation come about because God don't want people pulling on you at a particular time. You need to rest. You need to recover. You know, the isolation could be all right. What's on the inside of you that you haven't tapped into? Or what's on the inside of you that I'm putting a demand on that has to come out? So it's very important for us to make sure we have stuff on the inside of us that we can work with that can, can work for us. Yeah, you know, in our isolation time. That's good. And in those isolation times, you said it so well, Brandy. He stirs up the gifts. Stirs up the mm. gifts. Like you can't stir the mm. gifts up if you are sitting there, uh, sitting on your gifts. Either you want your gifts stirred mm. up or you want to sit on them. If you want your gifts stirred up, you will be uncomfortable in some of the perceived pitfalls of purpose because you're saying, you know what, this is, I'm in an isolation. I'm in an incubation period right now because God is stirring up those gifts and he's perfecting those gifts. And I need to pe- mm-hmm. be around those people who continue to help me sharpen my gifts. And so yeah. if God is perfecting those gifts, you know what? I-, I love my family with all my heart. I love my mom, my sister, my brothers. But sometimes God sends those people in your life to help you get to that next level and, and, and that, that your family are that those people who you couldn't that that you are connected you love they couldn't provide it though they provided what they could on that level now that doesn't mean oh i don't God. go back to them and i still doesn't love them it means that right. i have to go out and be the joseph or the moses or the joshua and then i can come back i'm coming yep. back for you. i'm coming back for you yeah. And so just as we prepare to close, what are some tips that you guys would give to people saying, you know what, I'm in a pitfall right now. I'm struggling mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I don't like people. I don't want to talk to people. I hate my life. I don't know where to begin and I'm struggling right now. What would we tell them? I would say um, for me, it's so important to, to really find that connection with the right people and or person. It doesn't have to be a, a, a platform of people, but mm-hmm. it's good to find that connection of, to a person or people who will come to you and say, hey, you need to get up from here. Or, hey, I know that you're in the pit, but God got better plans for you. Yeah. Like, look for those connections. Um I know it's cliche, but it's like literally last night I laid in the bed and I said, God, I need your help. And you'll be surprised at, you know, because I'm going to be honest and say, I feel like I've been in a pit myself, like recently, like, like, I feel like I'm finally trying to come climb out of it but I've been there but it's 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 so important to have somebody where God can place on your heart God is praying God sending people to pray for you 
and like tea or I can pick up the phone and say okay I, I can't do this alone I need somebody and utilize that that time to really get in the face of God because one thing I do know is it's the thing for me like um I know that if God don't allow me to sleep at night mm-hmm. he won't be talking to him Mm. And so that's one thing that I've learned about when I'm getting down and low. God ain't just, I'm just not having a restless night for nothing. And so being able to identify where you are and why you're there and and acknowledging it and saying, I'm here, I'm there. I I, I had to acknowledge, I'm I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to make my kids see things. I had to literally speak that thing and acknowledge where I'm at so that I can reach out for help. So that's what I would say to somebody is acknowledge it and reach out for help. And it's okay. Like it finds, find at least one person you can confide in. So good. So good. Shantae girl, I'm with you. I was there night two nights ago in a group text with my family. One of our loved ones are battling COVID. And I just publicly was like, look, I'm challenged. I'm like emotionally drained. I don't remember everything I said. But long story short, they encouraged me through. I don't know what happened with Brandon. She said they were encouraging her through it. I don't know if she froze or what. Hello? Did we all freeze? Chantel, you on there? Hello? Hello? 